bless you good to see each of you my father's children this is the day that the lord has made we are rejoicing and we are exceedingly glad i was just enjoying that that song ministering to me speak to my heart that ought to be our prayer each and every day i pray that it's yours and i certainly need the lord to speak to me i pray that god is speaking to you i pray that you are hearing his voice we're going to continue in that study uh, a little bit later this evening but it's good to see each of you glad that each of you is with us on this evening. Uh, pray that you've had a great day. I understand we got a, a little weather changing on the way. It's about time, but uh, as you see, we're still in short sleeves. I, I had a cousin of mine uh, who's up north uh, who's recognizing that we're still wearing short sleeves down here. Uh, and so, yeah, it's still 80 plus degrees, but understand it's going to be changing in just a little bit. So we're looking forward to the fall weather finally. God bless you. Listen, go ahead and share this with your neighbor and your friends. Let them know that you're watching K-Chapel uh, live with our uh, midday Bible study. Be a good digital disciple and share this, tag it, like it, tag it, share it. Get it out there in the uh, Facebook world, YouTube world, whatever, whatever uh, method you're watching. We thank God that you're joining us uh, on tonight. And we certainly want you to share it with everyone else. Uh, that's in your sphere of influence. Why don't we see who's with us tonight? Who's in the house? Who's in the house? I want to say hello to each of you on tonight. Who do we have with us? Faye Foster is with us. God bless you. Good to see you, Mr. Faye. Dorothy Jones is in the house. God bless you. Good to see you, Dorothy Jones. Peggy Howard. God bless you, Sister Howard. Good to have you with us on this evening as well. Sister Jean Frazier. God bless you, Sister Frazier. Good to have you with us on this evening. One of our newer members, Barbara Hurd. God bless you. Good to see you, Sister Heard. We thank God for you. Sister Langford is with us. God bless you, Sister Langford. Glad that you are here. Amen, Sister Catchings. God bless you. Good to see you. Amen. We've got uh, people who are on both Facebook and YouTube. We've got people who are in uh, Jackson and surrounding areas. And then we've got some of our uh, distant members who are with us, Alabama members studying with us. I see you there. I see you there, Sister Nora Lawson. God bless you. Cornelius Adams is with us. Madeline Brown is with us. God bless you. Good to see you all. I am so glad you all are here. Thank, I want to thank also Sister, uh, Reverend Harrington. 
uh, for blessing and standing in for us on last week. Thank God for that word that she delivered on last week. And thank God for all of our uh, associate ministers who are just able to uh, help and minister to uh, the people of God when, when I am away. God bless you. God bless you. Elvira, God bless you. Good to see you. Amen. Y'all go ahead and keep sharing. Keep sharing. We got to get these numbers up. We've got a good word. We're going to continue in the word that we started a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but um, I want to want to finish that word, uh, finish that study out, because I do believe it's it's an important one. It's an important one that will bless you, that will uh, hopefully um, uh, empower uh, your 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 time with God. It will uh, make it a more fruitful time, a more meaningful time. So uh, let, let's go ahead and continue to share it. God bless you. Christine Armstrong, God bless you. Good to see you on tonight. Lavertis Walker, God bless you. Good to see you, Sister Walker. God bless you. Felicia Williams is with us. Listen, why don't we go ahead and say a word of prayer. We will get into our study uh, for tonight. Before we pray, before we pray, let me do this. Because um, uh, I just I just saw Danielle. Danielle uh, is the head of our uh, health ministry. And uh, you recall that we started a new program here called Cade Wellness. Our Cade Wellness program got started, and I understand that it got started with a great uh, show of, of participation on Monday. Uh, and so we want to let you know that on, let's see, on tomorrow, yeah, on tomorrow, um, uh, Cade Wellness will be having the line dancing at 5.30 p.m. That's going to be in the gymnasium. And so you are invited if you've already um signed up for uh, the Cade Wellness Program. And remember, this is a no-judgment zone. Amen. Everybody's got a different thing that they're coming for. Some of you are coming just to increase your, uh, uh, your, your physical activity. Some of you are coming with some specific um, uh, physical goals in mind. Whatever it is, uh, we, want, we want you to uh, come and let us help you reach those goals. And so on tomorrow, again, tomorrow, um, at uh, 5.30 p.m., uh, there will be the line dancing available. We're gonna uh, let you know more about that at the end of the conclusion of this, of this lesson. Amen. God bless you, God bless you. Let's pray, y'all. Father in heaven, we bless you and we thank you that you are the able God. We bless you for who you are and all the awesome things that you do in our lives. Lord, we pray, we pray now that, um, that this lesson, first of all, will be one that will speak to our hearts. Uh, we pray, oh God, that uh, there would be a keen awareness of your voice, that our spiritual ears would become attuned to hearing you, to knowing you, to discerning what you would have us to do, who you would have us to be, where you would have us to go. God, give us spiritual ears that we might hear. For we thank you that we are your sheep and your sheep hear your voice. Grant it now in Jesus' name and for your sake we pray. Amen. <laughs> and amen. God bless you. 
All right, all right. So <clears throat> as I said, I want to continue I want to continue in a study that we started uh, a couple of weeks ago and pick up uh, because I, I shared with you that one of the one of the um, questions that I get often and frequently is um, how do I hear how do I hear God's voice? How do I know when the Lord is speaking to me? What does God sound like? How can I be sure? that I'm hearing God and not some other voice. I'm not hearing myself. I'm not uh, being pulled in the wrong direction by, by others or by my own inclinations. All good questions. And so we started this uh, study a couple of weeks ago by sharing with you that um, if you're gonna hear God's voice, the very first thing that you must do, you have to do, is make sure that you're his sheep. Why? Because Jesus says in John 10 and 27, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. You can't be any more clear than that. My sheep hear my voice. So if if we're going to hear, if we're going to hear the voice of the Lord, if we're going to hear and be able to know that that is God speaking to us, the very first thing you got to do is make sure you are a child of God. Make sure, watch this, that you have given your life to Jesus Christ, that you've said, Jesus, I want you to reign and rule in my life sit on the throne of my heart. You have full access to who I am, to what I do. Father, I want you to reign in me through your son, Jesus Christ, and I surrender all to you. And when you do that with, with, with a pure heart and with a clear conscience, and when you dare to confess Jesus Christ with your mouth, and believe in your heart, you have become his child. You are a sheep of his pasture. And here's the good news. My sheep hear my voice, says the Lord. I know them and they follow me. You won't have to wonder where the Lord is. As a sheep, we will follow our shepherd. You won't have to wonder if that's the Lord speaking, we know his voice. I, I shared this some time ago in a sermon. My granddad, uh, when I used to go and stay in the country with my granddad, my granddad, um, when it was time to change the pastures, change the cows into a different pasture, um, he would go uh, off into the woods. We could see the pasture from the house, but then uh, where the gate was to get into the, the other pasture, he had to go off into the woods. And we couldn't see him, but we could hear him. More importantly than us hearing him, the cows could hear him. And he had a particular call. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to worry. I'm not going to do this call. But he had a call that he would make. And when he would make that call, those cows, we could see the cows in the pasture 
where we were. But when those cows heard the call of my grandfather, one by one, they would get up and move towards where he was. I believe in the same way, in the very same way. When God is speaking to us as his sheep, we hear his voice and we follow him. We go to where he is. We see what the father has for us. My sheep hear my voice in it. So we're going to hear God's voice. First of all, make sure that you are a sheep of his, a child of his. Number two, number two, the second thing we talked about was eliminating the distractions. Eliminating the distractions. And I want to, I want to kind of zero in on this a little bit tonight. Um, that one, letter B and letter C. Uh, from from the study a couple of weeks ago. Letter C is silencing yourself. Eliminate the distractions. Silence yourself. I want to I want to drill down just a little bit on that before we move further. Because if 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 we're challenged anywhere, I think this is one of those areas. Because um, we are in many ways as a culture addicted to noise as a culture as a people i mean we we are we are kind of always on go and silence for a lot of us is awkward Silence for a lot of us is weird. I mean, think about it. If we're honest, a lot of us, a lot of us have to have what we call background noise going on just to do whatever it is we're doing. Right? We could be typing uh, an email or if you're a student typing a paper. Uh, but but in the background, you need something going on in the background. Silence is weird for, for a lot of us. We don't do well with silence. E even with sleep, uh, a lot of us have to have what's called white noise to go to sleep. And so whether that's a fan going or or whether that's the TV on in the background, we, we as a culture, we have become saturated with and in some ways addicted to noise, the hum of something, the roar of something, the sound of something, because silence is weird. But let me suggest to you that oftentimes it's in the silence where we hear the voice of God. It's only in the silence when we hear the voice of God. And so being silent and creating silence is something that a lot of us have to practice at, right? Because and, and think about it, even, even this past Sunday, for those of you who were in, in service with us on this past Sunday, watching online or in, in person, 
there was a moment where I called for silence during the service, right? I talked about the fact that oftentimes we are talking to God, but worship is equally about God talking to us. But are we giving God space to speak? Are we giving God time to talk? Or are we so ready for the next thing that we miss our moment with the master? So what I want to encourage you to do is what the psalmist says. The psalmist says in Psalm 46, Psalm 46 and 10, the psalmist says something that you already know. He says, be still, <laughs> be still and know, be still. There's something about stillness, about quietness, about slowing the pace down, right? Not so much in a rush to get to the next thing, to get to the next point, to get to the next item, to check off the next thing on your list and on your agenda, to be still. Let me show you something. Let me show you something. Um, T.A., if, you, if you'll help me out and go to the book of Revelation. In Revelation, um, and I'm sorry I didn't get this to you, T.A., but you know, you know me. I will call it an audible in a minute. Uh, Revelation. Revelation. Uh, go to chapter, go to chapter six. Let's see. Revelation. Let's see if that's right. Yeah. Revelation chapter six. Revelation chapter six. And there, you're going to find something really interesting, right? This is, this is John's revelation that is given to him while in exile <laughs> on the island of, on the Isle of Patmos, right? He, he, is, he is in a, what could be considered, watch this a quiet place, right? He's not, he's not on a missionary journey. He's not doing conducting revivals. He's not uh, on the missionary circuit. He's not building churches. He's not, he's in exile. And while in exile, God gives him revelation, right? And it's, it's this great book that gives us the end of the story. It's an eschatological book, which means the it, it, it tells the, the end of things, the end of times, right? And so in, in chapter six, in chapter six, John is, 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 is describing uh, the, the lamb uh, who is opening the seven seals, right? And, and in chapter six, uh, it goes through all of these different seals that are open and what happens as these seals are open, right? 
and so there's a uh, there, there's a horse, there's a white horse, there's a uh, red horse that comes, and and you hear over and over again, come and see, right? When the seals are open, uh, you hear the beast saying, come and see, and you you, you get that from uh, seals one to seal six, I believe it is. That um, uh, let's see, if you go down to verse number uh, twelve, yes, verse number twelve. And I beheld when he had opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood, right? So you, you get this great picture of, of these seals that are being opened by the Lamb, right? And then, then if you go to chapter 7, chapter 7, um, you get this great, you get this great uh, description of worship and praise that is happening in heaven, uh, John talks about the 144,000 and then a number which could not be numbered, right? And and he talks about in verse, if you go down to verse number, uh, let's say verse number 11, it, I, I'm sorry, verse number nine, verse number nine, it says, and after this I beheld and lo a great multitude which no man could number and all nations and kindreds and people and tongues stood before the throne and before the lamb clothed with white robes and palms in their hands and cried with a loud voice saying salvation to our God, which sitteth upon the throne and unto the lamb. And all the angels stood round about the throne and about the elders and the four beasts and fell before the throne on their faces and worshiped God saying, amen, blessing and glory, wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be unto our God forever and ever, amen, right? You get this, this wonderful description of this great praise and worship that is going on in heaven. That's verse, that's chapter seven. Go to chapter eight, y'all. Go to chapter eight. The sixth seal has been opened. And now in chapter eight, the seventh seal is open. And when he had opened the seventh seal, watch this, look, there was silence in heaven about the space of a half an hour. Did you get that? Right after this great explosion of worship and praise of this great number that could not be numbered, when the seventh seal is open, there's silence. And it's not a rush silence. It's about a half an hour, it seems. Here's what I believe. Here's what I believe. That God, that both, let me say it like this. Both high praise and silence are appropriate responses to God. We tend to think in only one lane. And that is the lane of noise, worship, sound, letting God hear us. Open your mouth and praise him, right? And we, I'm guilty, right? We, 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 we engender that because we, we believe that there is something to a lively worship experience. Psalm 150, let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord, right? So there's nothing wrong with that. But silence also has 
its place. I believe this, as we practice silence more intentionally, I think we will experience God perhaps more intimately. Because remember, it doesn't always come in the earthquake or in the wind, but in a still small voice, which means if he's coming in a still small voice, you've got to get quiet and not be afraid of the silence. What might God be saying to you in silent moments? See, here, here's, let me, let me, let me press a little bit further. Let me go a different direction. Um, musically, in music, I think, I think musicians, now I'm no musicians, but I think um, that musicians would tell you that rests are equally as important as notes on a score, right? You're looking at the notes that have to be played and you want to play those notes right on the right time. But the music is made equally when the music stops as it does when the music starts, which means the silent moments help to make the musical composition come to life. If you were just always, always playing and never resting, right? The rests make the music come to life. I believe this, that if we rest, if we get silent in those moments of intentional and deliberate spaces, we can hear something beautiful. But you got to be willing to put the pause in. You got to be willing to put a rest there. What does that look like? It means in your life and in your, in your, in, in the regular routine of your life, you've got to design some intentional spaces of rest an intentional pause, intentional silence, where, you know, where you're no longer during, doing the talking, but now you're saying, God, I'm listening. Speak to my heart. Is anybody hearing me tonight? Um, so yeah, eliminate distractions, silence yourself. That's, that takes practice, that takes practice. Even in the worship experience, it takes practice for us to get used to silent moments. Somebody told me after service, he said, um, this past Sunday, he said, Reverend, um, what, what was that all about? When, when you did that, that, that moment of silence. It was about what it was about, silence. It was about, it was about putting, a, putting an intentional pause in the service, right? 
putting space in the service where you as a worshiper could hear whether you needed to confess, whether you needed to ask God for clarity, intentional pauses that allow you to hear from God. Okay. Um, and then lastly, we, we started talking about listening to God through multiple mediums, right? Um, and so we talked about scripture, first of all, being the, the number one medium of hearing God's voice. Why? Because God has revealed himself through scripture. And sometimes we're, we're, we're wanting God to tell us something that he's already written. We, we want the Lord to reveal something to us that he's already written. All you got to do is read the word. There's some things you, there's some things you don't have to ask God about. It's already written. Read his word. And when you read his word, then secondly, the Holy Spirit, who is our comforter, but also our helper, will remind us of what we've read, will remind us and teach us of what we've already studied in God's word. Right. So I'm listening to the voice of God by reading his word relying upon the Holy Spirit to speak to our hearts and remind me of what the word says to teach me all truth, to lead me in his truth. Thirdly, thirdly, um, listening to his voice through the prophetic. We talked about uh, prophecy, not despising prophecy or not quenching the spirit. Do not despise prophetic utterances, but examine everything carefully. Hold fast to that which is good. That comes from 1 Thessalonians 5. And remember I said to you, um, um, everything that, that everything and everyone <laughs> who claims to be a prophet or prophetic um, is not something that you need to necessarily take as truth. Test the spirit by the spirit, right? Asking the Lord to reveal to you, is this someone that is of you? Do the fruits of this person's life testify that they are your child? Right? Can I look at the evidence of their witness and be, be confident that they are walking with the Lord? I, I'm testing the spirit. Is, is what they're saying God's word or are they bending it or and twisting it in order to make it say something that they wanted to say and not what it really said? I'm testing the spirit. And if it doesn't hold true, I don't hold to something that someone said was a prophecy and someone who claims to be a prophet because there are false prophets in the world. I'm not going to get into all that tonight, uh, but but don't just uh, some, somebody calling themselves a prophet. Go, go slow on that. <laughs> hear, hear me now. Go slow on that. There, there are a lot of people who 
who heap titles upon themselves just because they want to be something. Go go slow on. I'm I'm prophet this and apostle that and that's a whole nother study, by the way. So I'll I'll need to unpack that. But uh, yeah, that, but but this this other thing I want to bring up tonight. Uh, listen or hear God's voice through godly counsel. Godly counsel. This is this is different from someone operating in the gift of prophecy, right? Godly counsel is a person who walks with God. And it's clear, it's clear that they walk with the Lord. It's clear that they talk with the Lord. And they, they don't want anything from you. All they want is for you. For you to grow in your relationship in the Lord. For you to claim every promise and purpose that God has, has, has planned for you. All they want is for you to fulfill um, your calling, your ministry. All they want is for you to be and to have and to do everything that God has purposed for your life. And those people can give you some godly counsel. These are people, watch this, who are a little further along in their faith journey. These are people who have a little more experience under their belt a few more gray hairs than you have, right? They, they've, they've already parented their children and they can help you parent yours. This is godly counsel. And, and in order, listen, here's the power of godly counsel. Number one, number one, godly counsel helps you to avoid, helps you to keep from making costly mistakes. Godly counsel helps to keep you from making costly mistakes. Godly counsel also builds community. I, I shall never forget, I shall never forget uh, when Lucretia and I were, 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 were young, uh, even before we were parents, this is this is we were probably in our first couple of years, two three years of marriage, right? And um, and there was this dear dear couple uh, at the church we were uh, members of, um, the Marians. Never will forget them. Um, and and I don't know how old the Marians were when they. But it was just something about them. And I'm, I, I'm grateful, Lucretia was grateful that whatever it was that they saw in us, they decided that they wanted to just take us in and just, and, and not, 
not do anything formally with us, but oh my gosh, it was so formational, right? To see this older couple who were clearly still in love, right? They were, I mean, they were, they, they were the cutest old, oldest couple that you could ever imagine. And they just took us in and 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 on any given Sunday after church, they would have us over for dinner. Um, and and it just poured into us as a young couple, right? Godly counsel that we got from them, just in terms of how to love your your wife, how to love your husband, godly counsel that we got from them, just in terms of 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 building your lives on on the foundation of of Christ and and life work balance, godly counsel that we got from them. I mean, it's it was amazing. And all I'm saying to you is, um. I believe that God puts in all of our lives people who can provide for us godly counsel. And they don't want anything from you. They just want to pour into you. They don't want anything for, in fact, you couldn't do anything for them. They're the only ones who can do for you. <laughs> and you need to get around some people who are like that. They don't want none from you. They just want to pour into you and make your life better. Proverbs 11 and 14 says, where no counsel is, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. In the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Where there is no counsel, people fall. So make sure you get around some people who know the Lord and who can pour into you and and show and be and and be transparent with you. Tell you things that that they did that they would do differently if they could now, right? Yeah, there is nothing. Oh my gosh, there is nothing like having some mentors in your life, someone who will mentor you. Yeah. All right. Um, number. Yeah, Marians. I thought that's what I said. <laughs> um, the Marians. I hope, I hope that's what I said. Yes, the Marians. Thank you. Um, and so um, um, let's go to that last one. Let's go to this. Well, uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. One, two. Yeah, I've got about, yeah, I've got, I've got enough time to finish these. Um, confirmation. How do you hear? How do you hear? Uh, from the Lord through through multiple mediums, through the medium of confirmation, right? I, I want to use quickly, uh, you, you know the story of Gideon in Judges 6, Judges 6, 36 through 40. This is uh, when when Gideon is, it, it believes that he has heard from the Lord, right? He, he thinks that he has heard from the Lord, but he wants to be sure, right? He wants to be certain that that God is in whatever he believes God has said, right? And so he sets out his fleece and he says to the Lord, and then Lord, if, if you said what you said, I think I heard you, but I want to be sure. If you said what you said, said, uh, I'm going to put my fleece out. And, and, and in the morning, if there is dew on the fleece, but then the, dry, the, the ground is dry, 
then I, I, I'll, I'll take you at your word. And you know what happened. The Lord did exactly what he said. And Gideon said, okay, Lord, uh, just, 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 just to be for real, for real sure, just to be certain. I mean, that was, that was good. I hear you, but just to be absolutely 100% sure, I, I need one more act of confirmation this time, Lord, I'm gonna put the fleece out this time, uh, Lord, let the fleece be dry and, and the ground around the fleece, let it, let there be dew on the ground. Uh, and, and the Lord did exactly, uh, as Gideon needed. Here's my point. Here's my point. Um, now, some some people some people teach against this. I don't. I don't. I absolutely don't. I believe that God knows where each of us is, and God knows what each of us needs in order to grow in our capacity to hear His voice. Right. Because we're not all in the same place at the same time. Sometimes I need something different, right? And so I believe that there may be a moment in your faith journey, wherever you are, where you are still learning God's voice. And, and as you learn God's voice, until you are clear on, on what God does, how God moves, how God operates, how God speaks to you, you may need to do as Gideon did and ask God to confirm what you think you heard him say. Lord, I need you to confirm that. And I am a witness that God still does confirmation for people who are needing to know and hear his voice. I, I, I absolutely believe, I absolutely believe that God still gives us to those who need it, acts or moments of confirmation so that we can be sure we've heard from God. Now, you know, I'm not telling you, you know, to do what Gideon did and, and, and go outside and, you know, put some, put a towel out there. I'm, I'm, I'm not telling you to do that, right? I'm not sure that the Lord would do that for you anyway, okay? <laughs> Just go on record. But I do believe that God hears a sincere heart that says to the Lord, Lord, I need you to confirm what I believe I heard you say. And I do believe that in the way that only God can, that God will give you what you need. Because ultimately, ultimately, God does not want you wandering around like a lost sheep, wandering as you wander, right? Or wandering as you wander, whichever way you want to say it. I think both work, right? He, he doesn't want you doing that. He wants you to be sure about who he is and about what he has said to you, okay? So if you need confirmation, Lord, I need you to confirm this. I heard you. I believe you. I, I, I think this is where you're leading me. But God, before I get out there and take a step, Lord, can you just confirm it for me? And I believe when you ask that in faith, I believe the Lord would. Do. Now, if you're old enough in your faith journey where you should already be able to hear from the Lord, 
I'm not so sure that he's going to do that for you. Right? Because what happens is confirmation becomes a crutch to moving in faith. And when confirmation becomes a crutch that does not allow you to act in faith, I don't believe God continues to make you uh, codependent upon confirmation, right? I believe the Lord weans you off of confirmation and says, no, now you should be at a point now in your faith journey with me that you know my voice and you can step out in faith on what you heard, okay? So there's a balance, there's a line. And, 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 and when you've matured in your faith, I don't believe that God keeps giving you milk and confirming over and over again. Now, sometimes God says, no, uh -uh, I ain't giving you that. You ought to know me by now. Go on and do what you heard me say, and I'll be there, <laughs> right? Okay, let me hurry up and get to these last two. I believe this, listening through multiple mediums. I believe another medium through which God talks, speaks, is through the peace of God, the peace of God. Colossians 3 and 15 says this, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called in one body and be thankful. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. How do you know when God is talking to you? Someone asked, and my answer to them was this. There is, and there has been, without fail, um, a certain amount, certain level, a certain experience of peace that I cannot explain, but I know when, when that peace is given, that God has spoken. Absolutely convinced. Okay. Absolutely convinced. In fact, um, I'm going to share something with you. I'm going to share something with you. And don't tell anybody. I'm, I'm just telling you. Okay. Um, I, I had, I had, I had, uh, so so we've been here, Lucretia and I, my family, we've been here now for 16, 16 plus years, right? Um, I remember before um, coming back home, I had I had several um, pastor friends um, who who I had conversations with them. We're still good friends now. Um, but I remember them saying to me and asking me, it was like, Buckley, what are you doing? Like you're leaving, you're leaving um, um, as a senior pastor to become an assistant pastor. What are you doing? Right? It doesn't make sense. Um, um, we had we had just we had just built a new church in in Illinois. Uh, life was life was pretty good, right? Um, um, Things were things were lining up in in a good way professionally for both uh, me and my wife. Uh, we, we were in a good space, um, and so I. But I remember I remember having several conversations with my friends, 
And they're like, man, what, why, why are you doing this? And 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 what I what I remember and, and I remember one in particular asking me, asking me, saying, How do you know, how do you know God is leading you to do that? How do you know God is leading you to go back home? And I said to him, without question, the peace that I have right now in this decision is something that I know God has spoken. I don't have any, and, and, and the way, the way that he spoke was, was so clear about, about an assignment really just coming to an end. Right. Um, and so I, I do believe that God, when he's speaking to you, oftentimes he puts you in a place where, where emotionally you're not wrestling with it. Right. And it's not, it's not something that causes you question or confusion or frustration or worry or doubt or any of the, you just have peace, peace about it. And at least for me, and I'm sharing it with you because I do believe that God oftentimes speaks to us through the gift of peace. The gift of peace. The gift of peace. Finally, finally, circumstances and timing. Circumstances and timing. Here's the last medium of how, how you can detect that God is speaking. When, when, when things start falling in line, right? Things start coming together. Circumstances and timing. Here's what here's what you got to know about God. God is a God who operates in in kairos. There are two words for time in the Bible. Chronos in the New Testament. Chronos and kairos. Chronos is about the time that's on your watch, right? The the 24 hours. Kairos is about the 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 moment, um, the the lining up of 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 events, right? And God oftentimes lines things up. He lines them up. He operates in kairos and, and in moments. And 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 when and when he starts putting things in place, things just start boom, 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 one after the and you can see how. And you're not orchestrating it. You're not arranging it. God is just doing it. Boom, one after the other. And it's all pointing in the same direction. That might be God speaking to you. That could very well be. I'm not saying to you, now hear me and hear me well. I'm not saying to you that every time something lines up to get out there and go for it. Okay? What I am saying to you is to be sensitive to that. Listen to that. Watch that. See that. And see if then, if circumstances and timing, if things are lining up, then go back and then have get some godly counsel. See what your mentors say about it. Get some confirmation if necessary. 
ask the Holy Spirit to speak to your heart, right? Read the word of God. See if God's word has something to say about it so that you're pulling from all of these different mediums to hear God's voice on that issue. Amen. 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 God bless you. That's all I got for tonight. I'm out of time. I'm not out of teaching, uh, but but we're going to let uh, Kronos <laughs> uh, uh, has to has to tell us that that we're out of time for tonight. Amen. So listen, I pray that you receive that word. I pray that it is a word that uh, you can hear and better hear what God is saying to you. All right. Because here, here's the last thing I want to say. Hear this and know this, y'all. God is still speaking to his children. God is not somewhere trying to remain a mystery to us. God is speaking to us. He wants you to know his voice. He wants you to be clear about what he's saying. So listen, listen to his voice. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God may be saying to you tonight that you need to be at K Chapel on tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow at 5.30, y'all. Tomorrow at 5.30, Cade Wellness is having its line dancing. And so for those of you who uh, need to get physically fit and get going, uh, there, there is uh, some line dancing going on on tomorrow. Again, it is a no judgment zone. You come tomorrow at 530. Uh, the Lord may be speaking to you and saying, hey, let's get it together now. Let's get those temples, uh, the body, uh, uh, which is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Let's get it up and going uh, so that we stay healthy and remain healthy. So if you can, we want to see you tomorrow at 530 for line dancing with Arcade Wellness Program. And then, of course, this coming Sunday, this coming Sunday, uh, we will see you in the sanctuary as we worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. Amen. Amen. We've got some special things going on uh, this Sunday. We're going to share some things with you. Uh, and so we look forward to having a great time uh, in worship on this Sunday. And yes, yes, yes. Uh, take some time. Get quiet with the Lord. Uh, build, build silence into your daily devotion. All right. And see, doesn't God have something to say to you? Amen. God bless you. We love you. We'll see you soon. Good night.